Gentlemen, here we are. Cheers to you. Our first episode of 2022. Happy New Year, man. May it Happy not New suck Year. like yes. 2021. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. 2021 was a good year, dude. It was a good year. It was kind of a crazy year. Very crazy. But it was a good year. Yeah, never but ever I'm better. really super excited uh, to have two of the best dudes on the planet uh, here in Colorado Springs from Tennessee, from Philadelphia. Appreciate you guys coming out. Been doing some work this week. Producing some great content for all the members. And we are here in the new EGIA Contractor University Studios. And it's quite a facility. We're in one room here. And as per our usual methodology here, uh, we got some cigars and we got some fine uh, adult beverages. So, G-Man, being that you're the aficionado of both of the above, why don't you talk about what we're drinking and, I guess, about what we're smoking, too? Yeah, outstanding. Uh, so what we're uh, serving right now is the pot still Willet Reserve, which is just an outstanding good. whiskey. And it was not supposed to be part of the show today. It was not supposed to be part of the it show today. It was actually part of your private collection. It was a found bottle. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know. It was Gary, part, of, uh, part of the private Gary collection. Gary had it packed up to take back to Tennessee with him. Like, hey, this looks good. But here we are. But I found a bottle to replace <laughs> it with tonight. Yeah. So It's and the genie bottle, right? And it's so the genie bottle. If you, if, if if you, you rub, rub it, the bottle. Who comes out? Well, what's her name? Uh, Barbara Eaton. Barbara Eaton. I dream of genie. Okay, I dream of genie. These youngsters yes. won't know anything about Barbara Eaton. <laughs> yeah, that's a reference that's going back into the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Second bottle that we're going to be working on is the uh, Sam Houston 15, which is an allocation. Uh, we're lucky to come by that. Uh, Andy, our uh, major studio producer back our here. Our the production coordinator. He uh, was able to find us a couple of those bottles from our local uh, source. Yep. And so the Sam Houston 15 is tough to come by, but it is also... Uh, just an outstanding bourbon, kind of heavy on the uh, alcohol. It's about a 110 proof, mm. so it's it's uh, it's for you know oh, you know you're drinking bourbon. My papa would say it puts some hair on your chest. Yeah, you know you're drinking bourbon. Unfortunately, and, it doesn't work on your head. And we got a little Noah's Mill, which is another really great bourbon that's kind of hard to come by. Uh, we've got an Elijah Craig uh, a custom barrel that's made specific for the people here locally that sell. Really. Yeah, they, they bottle it out of their own cask. And um, that is, uh, well, I got connections locally. The guy takes a shine to us because we, we buy some stuff from him. Uh, and then there's a little Sazerac rye over there, which is- uh, well, Your you know, favorites. That's, that's probably my favorite. Yeah. That's, that's my everyday favorite. It's, yeah, I agree. One that I, that's I, my favorite rye. It's, it's a relaxing rye yeah. for sure. Well, this genie in the bottle is pretty good stuff. I'll tell you that, cigars wise, uh, we got we got a right we got a Macanudo we got a Romeo and Julieta mm -hmm. I think uh, Monte Cristo we got a Monte Cristo there uh, Andy behind the camera looks like he's got a Macanudo there so we got a fine selection nice well guys uh, as I said good to, good to have you here in town and want to talk about uh, <clears throat> the Wow experience and the not so Wow experience <laughs> for service contractors yeah you know there's a uh, a lot that goes into running a, a contracting business and a lot of times uh, we get lost in the internal operations and we forget about that wow experience for uh, our homeowners. So we're going to talk about a couple of examples of some great service and so, so, some not so great service. But first, I want to hear from both of you just in terms of, you know, your philosophy, how important it is, you know, uh, conceptually, how important is having that great service. How does great service actually tie into profitability and success of your company? And, 
you know, Gary's most people know have built, bought and sold many, many companies over the years and still in that process. Uh, just bought a couple of new companies recently, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so when you go into a new company, when you make a new acquisition, how important is that service? I, to me, it was one of the first things we have to do is we have to kind of set a standard for what we're going to do. Uh, so pricing, obviously, is going to be in relationship to the value that you provide. So if your service isn't very good, doesn't stand up to the price, you got a bit of a problem, which I think we're going to talk about, you know, on this case, probably the, where the value didn't stand up. Right. Um, so I would suggest that you have uh, core values of the company, how you want to run a call and create a standard operating procedure, an SOP. And that SOP uh, on our technology, the Contractor University site, you know, we call that the perfect service call, the perfect installation, the perfect maintenance call. Uh, it's not perfect, obviously. So right. each one of these- It's an aspiration. Well, what we want is each company here to grab a hold of that and customize it to make that right. their standard. Uh, and then the idea that you would try to teach people to live up to that standard is, is the goal. Like yeah. we're gonna, you know, never, we're, we're not going to have the same call run the same way every time by different technicians or, you know, different install crews. Right. But we aspire to that. So it's the old idea, if you can create the idea of perfection is unattainable, but if you chase it, excellence can be attained. To me, that's the reason you have a standard operating procedure and the reason you work on that and you train on that. So yeah. Yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, you know, I think there are uh, contractors that are people that are in business and then there are business people that are in contracting. And that's, that's good. very subtle and it's very nuanced, right? But the contractors that are people that are in business are thinking about you know, just doing the work, turning the wrenches, right? And, and that's why customers basically think that it, because you put your name on a website or a business card or in the yellow pages or on a truck, and you say you do plumbing, heating, cooling, electrical, right? They basically treat you all the same, right? Because you all can turn the wrenches uh, equally. And that's just not the reality of it because it's not about the turning of the wrenches. It's about, from a customer you know, uh, experience side, it's about what you get and about how you feel about what you spend for what you get. And, and we talk about it all the time in, in all that we do in sales and marketing, right? Nobody's buying, uh, you know, going to Disney, you know, to get tickets, the hotel, the airfare, the rental car, the crappy food, the souvenirs. Right. When you ask what Disney sells, standing in line, standing in line, right. The weights, right. Nobody's when you ask people, what does Disney sell across the board? Everybody says experience, happiness, memories, dreams, see, you know, smiles, all that good stuff. Right. No, that's not what Disney sells. They sell all the other stuff. But what you bought into was getting the experience, the dreams, the memories, the happiness, the smiles. The funny thing is, in our industry, when you ask contractors, you know, the contracting people that are, you know, in business, what do you do? They say, we sell heating and cooling, service, install, you know, maintenance, right. things of that nature. No, you don't. We basically make people's lives healthy, happy, comfortable, enjoyable, yeah. right? But we don't, unfortunately in this business, we don't think that way. And, and, and therefore we get it wrong. Right. We focus on the wrong things. And that leads us into, I think what we're gonna talk about here today is yeah. the wow experience and the Wow, experience, right? The sub wow, right? Right, because -wow. we had that today. We had that today. We we're right. talking about, you know, and uh, one of my dear friends, uh, I call the Godfather, Leland Smith. Uh, he found some very creative ways in his company to drive that wow experience. He used to call it good deeds for free, and they marketed that. That was their brand, good deeds for free, and they 
not only encouraged their people to go out and do good deeds for free, they incentivized it. Like the technicians or installers, they could come back and it was based on the honor system and they could, you know, tell the story of what they did for that homeowner, change a light bulb, cut the grass, whatever. I mean, crazy stuff they would do, right? And then they would reward that. You would get points for, for based on that. And then if it was a really crazy story, they would send their marketing team out to video it, record it and share it with the entire team on their monthly meetings. I remember one time I was out there and they went to this breakfast restaurant and it was kind of a candid camera thing. They put cameras and wired the whole place for cameras and audio. And they paid for every customer's breakfast that came in for like a three hour period. And so people would come in, order their food and go to pay for it. And they would say, no, it's on service champions today. And people would be like, what? And they get these great reactions. But that was a that was a that was the culture of that company. Mm-hmm. This good deeds for free. So you know, you guys have been doing this for a lot of years uh, as consultants, trainers, and your own companies and different things. What are some of the ways that contractors can incentivize their people to go out and deliver this kind of you know this wow experience? I'll let you start. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, attitude reflects leadership. And so you have to believe that this is not a gimmick, right? You're, you're not doing right. this for the publicity. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. It's the good thing to do. It's, it's, it's not what we do. It's who we are at our core, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, you know, some of the things that we can do to, you know, incentivize our people is really more so actually, I think more, more so empower them, right? Tell them you know, what it is that we're trying to accomplish and where, why we're trying to accomplish it. And what does it mean to the customer when we do these types of things, but also more importantly, what does it mean to your job security? What does it mean to the, the buzz of building, you know, building the brand the name, right? And again, who we are. Because we want people, you know, your brand, you don't own your brand anymore. Your brand is what the public says your brand right. is, no matter what you say. So the customer, the consumer, the public owns your brand. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what we want. We want to put, we want to trust the public to see us is we're the people you call when you need your life impacted in a positive way, right? And sometimes that means it's just a high level of service, quality, and excellence. And other times it means, you know what? We decided to waive the charge on this today because it was simple. It's not something that you would know, nor should you know. And, you know, it, it was easy enough for us to do it when we were in the area, you know, we hope you'll think of us next time or you become part of the service agreement family. And, and so I, I think it's more of a, of a mindset, to, you know, to kind of play off of uh, your genre, right? That you're a master in is the mindset is to kind of think about it that way versus really trying to incentivize it. It's empowering the team with, here's who I want you to be as a technician. Here's who I want you to be as an installer. Here's who I want you to be as a comfort advisor, right? Here's who I want you to be as a call taker when you get that complaint over the phone, right? And you're empowered. And again, maybe you put some parameters on it, right? We'll go up to $250 worth of expense or $500 worth of expense or whatever it takes to make it right to where we're protecting the core values that we say are our brand. Right. And so I, I kind of leave it a little loose and nebulous that way. Well, I'm going to bring it back to Gary in, in relation to the digital marketing space. Uh, obviously, you have a digital marketing company. And one of the things that you guys really work hard at and deliver for clients is those great reviews. Absolutely. And the great reviews are a reflection of the great service. So the great service is not just something because it feels good. Like, what's the real business impact of delivering that service and getting those reviews? Uh, that you guys you know do for clients and it's a big deal for all of us. I, I, I read recently that something like 85% of people give the same 
credibility to an online review as they would a friend. So talk to us about how important that part of it is. Uh, so two things. I want to jump in on a comment that he made, and then I'll answer your uh, comment. So culture, I think, is the kind of the key uh, phraseology that I would use. Like Leland has created a culture that it's okay to be inefficient on a service call. Absolutely. Because if I, like we had a, a young man named Robert, and uh, he noticed that uh, an older lady, she was in her 90s, um, we did a service repair. Um, she hadn't weeded her garden. And so, you know, Robert asked permission, could he, could he help her out and weed her garden? So he went and got the hoe. And so Robert, you know, cleaned up the garden for her and she was, you know, ecstatic about it. So culturally, you know, the efficiency of that service call, you know, he spent an hour doing something that's non-billable. So I think that also comes back to uh, Leland's company and our companies are typically higher priced. So the idea that we're being, you know, good people, good deeds and so forth. And you got to give Robert permission to do that. Right. Like so the dispatcher can't be down Robert's throat. Right. Saying, Robert, you know, you've got 18 calls left. What are you doing? Right. But so what, the, what an amazing thing for him to do. And then yeah. for you as the owner yeah. to celebrate that, yeah. not so, criticize that. So that get, that comes back to the core values. So we have a, an intranet inside of our company and we incent, which was back to your question is how do you incent people to do that? We have a 1% revenue bonus that we create, and it's based on the core value stories. Yes. So when people are writing core value stories, you know, we write that story that goes to the entire company. They see that thread about what Robert did. That's great. So for us, it's about reinforcing the nature of the culture about, hey, it's okay to do that. Robert did a great thing. We're all celebrating that. But there's also a compensation for Robert and everybody in the company based on the number of core value yeah. stories that they write about brand experience. What kind of great things did we do for Peak? And so, you know, your company, we obviously do your digital marketing. And so once somebody will write a story about, hey, we took care of, you know, so-and-so and we did this. And so somebody jumped in and we're rewarding the behavior pattern. That's the idea is do what's right for the client. Yeah. Don't worry about the profitability. The profitability will come. Right. And so, and the second part of that question that you ask is reviews. And so I think one of the things you've got to do is you've got to just teach people in your company the importance and the nature of how reviews are impacted in the world. Like how do people actually view that? Do most of your service technicians know that reviews make that big of a difference in terms of referrals? Yeah. And the answer is if you ask most service technicians, they may not. So that's up to the company leadership, the management structure to train people, make sure they understand the power of that. And then culturally you need to reinforce that. So, you know, we, we pay our guys bonuses based on the idea of they've got X number of reviews. Um, so we ask for a review each time service Titan pushes reviews out. Obviously our platform is different than that one, but you know, the technicians are still responsible for that. The right. install crews are responsible for that. So we, we create incentives based on the number of reviews they produce. And so, I, go ahead. So, uh, you know, so to get a little bit specific there, right? I mean, what are the things that was what you really asked is like, what are the things that we can do? So I'm going to empower my people. There are things that we can do within the line of what it is that we do, right? Uh, as far as HVAC, plumbing, electrical, solar, and whatnot. But uh, I want you to you know, start to think beyond that, right? So like, you know, you might go ahead and um, say, you know, hey, I'll, I'll go ahead and change any light bulbs. I have my, my, my step ladder out. I can change any light bulbs. As long as you have the light bulbs, I'll change them, right? We don't supply those, right? But uh, we'll do that. We'll change batteries and smoke detectors and, and smoke uh, fire alarms and carbon monoxide detectors. We'll test all of those things. We'll, we'll go ahead and empty all the trash cans in the house. Um, if, I, if I go out and I see that they maybe have an old appliance sitting in a garage or in the backyard or something like that, any bulk trash item, I'll say, listen, I, and I'll even offer any bulk trash you have, 
a lot of people, they, they don't have trucks, they, yeah. you know, and, and they're not gonna call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or somebody like that. And so, I, hey, we can take that, we can recycle, we can get rid of for you. Yeah. Uh, right now, it's very timely, right? We can take down the holiday lights. You know, for you, or obviously in the fall, we can put them up. We can shovel driveways. We can plow drive or shovel paths, uh, plow driveways. You know, those types of things that we can do that are, in my mind, high value, probably low cost, but they're just added services. You know, we are a. If you really want to say to yourself, you're a full service company. My job is not to focus on, as we talk about, you know, in the sales training. Only the things that Joe the Concrete can do, right? Uh, Joe the Concrete Guy can do. But what else can I do while I'm here that's tangential to what I do, right? right? So if, if we're doing our job to the best of our ability, like we talk about, like you say, you know, the shoulder doctor, right? We should be walking the whole house, right? Whether you're a plumbing guy, an HVAC guy, or a uh, electrical guy, you should be walking the whole house and testing all the circuits on electrical guy, looking at all the locations of vents and uh, radiators and baseboard if you're an HVAC guy. Uh, if, if you're plumbing, you're going to all where all the, the plumbing fixtures are, right? We should be in the fall, or before winter happens, we should be bleeding off all of the outside hose bins for the people. Everybody forgets that, right. and that results in basically burst pipes, yeah. right? And so you might not be the plumbing guy, but you're the HVAC guy, and you say, listen, let me look out for you. Right? And so those are the types of things in my mind that we, you know, that we can and should do right. uh, that are tangential to what it is that we do. And they're just simple added services, conveniences. Mm -hmm.